Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome, Welcome. to Warriors Wrap-Up. And Wrap off Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95.7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Rebound loose. Wiggins had it. Tipped it to Curry. Curry for three straight on. It's up and good! Curry knocked it down! It's a two-point game with 2.20 left. What a difference one big win can make. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey, Warriors wrap up on 95.7. The game, you hear the call there of Tim Roy. The... 29-foot three from Stephen Curry there with 2.24 to go. Made it 116-114. to 114. Warriors uh, in the process of erasing a 10-point Milwaukee lead in the final three minutes and 45 seconds to win this game, 122-121. to 888-957-9570. A 41-point night from Stephen Curry and uh, Ryan Covey. Wow, I mean, that really is all there is to say. I, I thought that one was headed for the loss column with four yeah. minutes to go. Well, yeah, and, I mean, Milwaukee, the threes in the second half, they were just hitting anything, you know, 10 to 13, uh, and, you know, going into the final couple of minutes there. I mean, they just could not miss. Drew Holiday played his ass off. But, I mean, can we just take a moment and appreciate number 30? He's obviously playing through some pain right now with the rump, with the tailbone injury. He got knocked down in the fourth quarter, and you're thinking, ah, oh, man, but he hops up, he guts it out. I, I felt like, you know, at points during this game tonight, somebody want to give this guy some help. Like, come on, he's doing literally everything. And by the way, the Bucks were throwing the kitchen sink at him defensively. He's still getting loose and making plays. He rallied this team to victory. And, and thankfully, down the stretch, J.D., you know, enough plays were made for, by other guys. Bazemore hit a couple of big threes. Oubre knocking down a pair of big free throws. And then Wiggins making the big defensive play. So it was it finally some help for Steph Curry and, and not a moment too soon. Yeah, and a lot of things to unpack from this one uh, in the positive light for the Warriors tonight as they win at 122-121, to 121. so the three-game losing streak is over. Warriors now 24-27, and 27. and how quickly things can change. Uh, all the doom and gloom, and, and look, rightfully so, given the way that the Warriors had been playing, they needed one big win at some point here, before the schedule got easier. They needed to find a way to get one big win to set up 
the, the games coming up against some of these lesser opponents. And tonight feels like that could be the night where, where things maybe flip and go back the other direction. One win to basically keep the Warriors fighting in this thing because my concern was, and I said it on Warriors Live to, to you and, and to Jim Barnett, what happens if you play well tonight, relatively speaking, and still lose? Where is the fight going to be to continue to rally as you continue to get further from 500? Tonight is the kind of win that can propel a team into a couple of off days. You've got Washington and the Rockets coming in now over the weekend. Those are two games that you should get. If Stephen Curry's playing in both of those games, and hell, even if he's not against the Rockets, yeah. but if he's playing in both of those games... Those need to be two wins, and by Saturday night we're talking about a 26-27, and 27, and maybe the Warriors at that point have a two-and-a-half or a three-game cushion over the Pelicans and the Sacramentos of the world, and then they can start to, to focus on building some momentum toward that play-in tournament. Yeah, this game was critical tonight, and we weren't looking for moral victories, right? We weren't looking for, hey, you played well, but you still lost. They needed to get one of these over the line. I mean, you know, the the Atlanta game the other night had their chances, didn't happen. The Miami game, I think the same thing. Uh, But this was one that you rallied, you showed a lot of heart and a lot of fight down the stretch, um, and guys just hit some big shots. I mean, it's a make-or-miss league. Shout-out to Mark Jackson, and the guys made shots down the stretch, really big buckets um and and honestly you know they put themselves in a position to finally get one of these and they got the job done and it, it got a little dicey jd what'd you think of the the goaltending call i mean i i love the the call in essence right on on the you know the the block that was reviewed and it turns out it wasn't a block i mean you know lopez looked like he high pointed it but i like that call there because if it is goaltending you want to make sure that you get that call right and if it's not well call it a goaltend and then if it turns out upon review that it's not a goaltend well milwaukee has the ball anyway and you just give him possession I thought that they officiated that perfectly yeah Mark Davis was all over it and and you could tell he he called it a goaltend after the fact because that triggered the ability to review it I think he knew it wasn't a goaltend in the moment or it probably wasn't a goaltend in the moment but you want to make absolutely sure. So I, I think that was absolutely the right thing to do. Call it a goaltend. You go to the review, and, and it was pretty clear, I think, upon review that, that it was a, a clean block. And so they, they flipped the call around, and, and it winds up you know not going in the Warriors' favor, but they got the call right. So sure. I, I, I had no problem with that at all. I thought it was officiated properly. Give yourself a chance to look at it, slow it down, and, and, and try and determine uh, what the best course of, of action is to take uh, look I, I, there are a lot on a night where you know some players struggled Andrew Wiggins at the top and even Wiggins I mean four of 15 from three he clanks the the big three uh, with the Warriors down one after they give up the 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 odd bounce rebound cool. to holiday for the layup I mean I'm thinking at that point boy if you're gonna lose this game in that fashion and I actually think tonight would have been a more crushing loss given the circumstances and I know we, I know Giannis didn't play and and the Atlanta game and I know Fitzger on the TV side was talking about the Atlanta game and the Miami game to me to me this game was in a completely different category I thought the Warriors played twice as well in the game tonight than they did in either one of those games. I thought those were pretty uneven, ugly, uh, you know, performances where, you know, 
the Warriors didn't do a lot of things well. They were in the game because the game was just kind of ugly, and then Atlanta and, and, and Miami did enough down the stretch to, to kind of put the Warriors away. The Warriors, with all the fouling on Sunday, you know, they didn't help their own cause clearly in that one. But I thought the Warriors, for the most part tonight, actually played really well. They get off to the 18-5 to start, then Milwaukee thumps them with a 31-12, to but then the Warriors answer back with a, another run of their own to the tune of where it's a, a close ball game uh, going in at halftime with the, with the Warriors uh, at that point up 53-30. to So uh, I, I think you know the Bucks took it over again with the big third quarter, 38-10, and we're up 10 with four minutes to go. But I just think you know on a night where you pointed out the Bucks' three-point shooting, uh, and, and in particular in the second half, the Warriors still outmade them from three, 15-14, and that winds up being the difference in the game. When you make 15 threes and you're the Warriors, uh, and Bazemore goes four for four, uh, and, and Oubre knocks down four out of eight, and Steph does his usual for a good night, five of ten, that's, to me, a game you can't waste. In a, and it hurts more if you do waste that one than a game, an uneven, kind of ugly game against Atlanta or, or Miami. Yeah, no question. I mean, you know, Steph was all world tonight, and I agree with you. Like, this was a game where, you know, you could have easily seen, okay, the Warriors got off to a hot start. They're back home, right? Uh, You know, Milwaukee's a little road-weary. They've won a lot of games. Obviously, they want to, you know, enhance their standing in the Eastern Conference, but these aren't exactly do-or-die games for the Bucs. They find out, you know, shortly before tip, Giannis isn't playing. So, you know, you could see where the Warriors, maybe that, that picked up their spirits a bit. They get off to the good start, but then, as you would expect, a team of Milwaukee, caliber, even without Giannis, at some point they would impose their will, especially when, you know, for I felt like long stretches of this game, you know, nobody was doing enough to help out Steph Curry, to be perfectly honest. Um, and so, you know, they take over the game, but then the Warriors, they didn't pack it in, right? They had a couple of pushbacks, and it was kind of a game of runs, like a lot of NBA games are. And, you know, if this game was 49 minutes, maybe the Warriors don't win it, but good news, it was 48, and they made just enough plays. But, you know, I, I, I totally agree as far as just getting this thing turned around in the right direction. It's not like, oh, well, you beat the Rockets, you know, this weekend because, well, everybody beats the Rockets, right? It's like, no, no, no. You beat the Bucks at home. You're back home now, a place where, you know, you've actually been pretty good this year. Uh, and now you're, you know, a, a step closer to getting back to 500. You've improved your standing as far as the playing tournament. And you've got some winnable games on the horizon. So this was a critical one to kind of springboard uh, this next stretch of the season. And, and quite frankly, they had to have it. And Steph Curry, I'll tell you, J.D., he was going to be damned if the Warriors weren't going to win this game tonight. Yeah, and, and you got to give Steve Kerr, we're going to hear from Steve Kerr, you got to give him some credit tonight, too. Uh, he put Steph Curry back in the game with eight minutes and nine seconds to go, and the Warriors at that point were down ten uh, in the game. Uh, when when Steph came back in, actually they might have been down eight when Steph Curry came. But anyway, regardless, it was he chased it tonight. He chased it. And, no doubt, and no doubt. I know there's a couple of days off uh, before they play the back to back, and and I know Steph has been feeling a little bit better. Steve Kerr addressed that pregame as far as this tailbone goes. He took the one fall late that kind of made everybody cringe. But uh, it was a night where they needed a big Steph Curry performance down the stretch. And they needed him to carry him with the 19 points he had in the third quarter. And Steve Kerr, for all the discussion about you know chasing wins and do you bring Curry back in early tonight was a night where you know it's like the the baseball manager he brought the closer in with uh, one out in the eighth inning and had him try to get the five out save yeah. you know at that point and it worked out tonight. 
Yeah, and and they needed it. I mean, let's face it. If Kerr goes with the regular Curry rotation there, the Warriors aren't going to win this basketball game. They needed every last minute of Curry's contributions tonight and uh, got him over the line. And I'm glad that he did, too, because, you know, I understand about the desire to to preserve Steph, not, you know, uh, ride him too hard this year. In a year where, quite frankly, you know, this team probably isn't going very far. But there's certain moments in time, certain moments in the season where the stars align and, and it makes sense to do it. And there's been a couple of points this year where I think you and I have both been in agreement that, you know, that, that some of those opportunities had arisen and Kerr hadn't gone that way. But I think as of late, he's, he's kind of felt more compelled to do it. And I mean, if ever, I mean, J.D., if ever a team needed a win, it was this team tonight. And I think Kerr, you know, he felt like the way Curry was playing and the way they were moving the ball in the fourth quarter and just the amount of energy, like, I feel like collectively as the, the fourth quarter wore on, the team kind of earned the opportunity for him to, to bring Steph back in a little bit earlier and go and try and chase this because I know Milwaukee was up, but it, they were just hitting everything under the sun. I mean, Milwaukee hit so many threes, and it was just like, you know, at some point you're like, oh, man, it's just not your night. But I think Kerr felt like the spirit was high, the collective effort was there, and he's like, you know what, I'll, on a night like tonight, I'll put Steph back in with a couple minutes to go normally earlier than I normally would. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up with J.D. and Covey going late into the night here tonight. Warriors win 122-121, to 121, the thrilling comeback. Warriors were down 116-106 to 106 with four minutes to go in this ball game. Uh, Drew Holiday hit uh, a couple of threes around the 4.30 and four-minute marks, but uh, on both occasions, Kelly Oubre knocked down uh, matching three-pointers uh, as it went from 7 to 10 uh, and, and then back down to 7, and uh, the Warriors were able to, to kind of stabilize and, and hang in where they still had a shot to make a run there in those final three minutes. Tonight was a night where the Warriors did it. You, you know, I, you mentioned you know needing some help, and you know Wiggins – not a very good offensive game for Wiggins. He did have the big block late. Draymond was not great tonight. Fouled out uh, with a couple of minutes to go. But I actually do think there are some players that, that get nods tonight as far as really pitching in. I, I think Wiseman uh, was really good, again, yep. in that first quarter. Uh, and, you know, he... He needed it, and I think that's back-to-back good first quarters for him. He wound up having the double-double at halftime, uh, 11 points and 10 boards, ended up with just two points in the second half and and didn't play down the stretch. Uh, Kent Bazemore, four for four from three, and even Jordan Poole in in the uh, second quarter. uh, Jordan Poole had his best stretch in probably two and a half weeks, going all the way back to to maybe when the Warriors were in Memphis. I know Philly kind of put the clamp down on him a couple of weeks ago tonight when the Warriors came off of that trip and he really hasn't played well uh much less efficient uh, since i know he took a one of four from three but he was getting into the lane and yeah and, and knocking down some floaters and I, I thought his offense was key in that second quarter to allow the warriors to offset the 31 12 bucks run and still have the lead at halftime so it wasn't wiggins and draymond but it was Ubre and Bazemore and maybe a little bit of pool tonight who did pitch in pretty big yeah, and that's what you need, right? I mean, look, Andrew Wiggins has had a, a really nice season, right? I mean, he's, you know, double figures routinely, played great defense. I mean, he, he matches up against the opposition's wings, and, and you know, he's he's had a terrific season defensively. Uh, so, you know, he's going to have some rough shooting nights like any player, and he still was able to put an imprint on the game down the stretch, um, you know, with the defensive play. And, yeah, other guys 
picked up this basketball team tonight. Obviously, you know, Steph being Superman is the reason why the Warriors are, are victorious tonight. But, you know, it, take, it took some other guys. And, look, I mean, the Warriors, they only got outscored on the bench tonight by one point. I think it was 36-35, the bench scoring. Uh, that's been a huge issue for this basketball team lately. So, um, good night for the bench. And, and while I, I, I like Poole's effort tonight, you could tell, he still is a little bit, you know, just a little bit out of control to me sometimes. Um, and I, I guess that's just part of him figuring out his way and, you know, still still getting acclimated at the NBA level. Um, but he, he still did make enough plays. And I want to see Jordan Poole on nights where he's not hitting his three. That's where I want to see Jordan Poole to get in attack mode and, and, and draw and either draw and kick or try and penetrate and create, draw a foul. Um, because I think Poole has that kind of handle, J.D., and he's got that kind of, uh, of quickness where he can get to the cup, um, but instead of just settling for jumpers. So I, that's where I want to see Jordan Poole's game start to evolve a little bit is a little more uh, a little bit more effectiveness doing that yeah and he he did it tonight and, and for me it's it's pretty simple with with Jordan Poole if you score no matter how you do it if you score efficiently you can play to this point in his young NBA career if he can't score efficiently it's tough to have him out there and that's even with the, the you, know, you look at the eight nine game run that he had uh, if you want to include the Phoenix game before the All-Star break and those first eight games coming out of the break, what was he doing well? He was scoring efficiently. If he can do that, then then he's got a spot, uh, I think, uh, in the Warriors' rotation, at least a, a, a temporary spot. <laughs> but on the nights where he isn't shooting it well, it's rough because the defense can can you know be difficult uh, on him uh, from time to time. But I thought tonight he made the best of you know three point shot wasn't falling, although he did knock down one. But you like seeing him you know get to the basket a little bit. And again, uh, you know those ten points were, were pretty important uh, in that second quarter uh, for the Warriors as they were able to uh, overcome what the Milwaukee Bucks did to them after the Warriors got off to a hot start. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors get the win over the Bucks, 122-121. to Stephen Curry, uh, this is the kind of performance where if the Warriors had a better record, now they don't, so uh, all bets are off, but this is the kind of performance where if the Warriors' record was flipped around, we'd be maybe having stronger conversations about Steph in the in the MVP race. Uh, not meant to be. Obviously, him getting hurt uh, you know, had something to do with that record, but uh, it, it was also a good sign for me tonight to see the Warriors get back to... Steph's like tonight's game is what a lot of the Warriors home games have looked like this year with Steph, Uh, you know, competitive, you know, even mostly against, you know, better competition. They've been in the games and given them a chance to win like this. This game tonight looked like the Clippers games. This game tonight, you know, looked like. Uh, the Indiana game or, you know, some of these other games that the Warriors were able to, to be competitive in uh, and, and win some of them, the Utah game. It had sure. that kind of a feel to it. Uh, and, and so I, I think for the Warriors to kind of show everybody that they've still got the, that game in their bag, Covey, I, I think that's important because I was starting to wonder, and I think you were too, if, if maybe we weren't going to see as many of those because we hadn't seen one in, in, in basically about a month. 
Yeah, it had been a hot minute. I mean, you go back, then that's what, uh, you know, we were talking on the pregame with Jim Barnett. I said, you know, the type of effort that they need tonight to beat a team like the Bucks is the game that they played against the Utah Jazz. Now, I actually think as a team, they played better against the Jazz that day. Definitely. Um, but but Steph, I mean, carried the day today, and they got just enough contributions down the stretch to, to get over the line. Um, but look, what was one of my, my main objectives for this season for this basketball team? Make the Chase Center a tough place to play. And how are you going to do that? Well, Steph Curry needs to get real comfortable there. We didn't really get to see what it looked like last year, right? And so, you know, he only played a handful of games there before he got hurt and his season was cut short. So uh, I think Steph has gotten real comfortable there, popping off for for six deuce against the Trailblazers uh, early in the year. Went a long way towards accomplishing that. Um, But, you know, I also feel like, you know, by and large, they haven't played a lot of home games, it feels like, of late. Um, And so, you know, it just it, it had been a while since... You know, you were back at the Chase Center. Steph's rolling. You're feeling good about where the team's at. Uh, and so they were able to do a lot of that tonight. Now, what does it mean? Well, you got to go out and handle your business these next couple games. You go out go out and thump Washington on Friday night, and I'll say, okay, like now I can start to, to sign off on I think this team can make a run here in the, in the second half of the season. Matter of fact, I'll just lump the two games together. I mean, you, you said it, Washington and Houston, you got to win the next two games for me, and then I'll be like, okay, like this team – they're going to be in the playing tournament. They just hit a bit of a rut. They're going to play some winnable games here. They're going to get on a roll. Uh, but you got to handle business these next two games. I know it starts with that first one, but I need both of them in order to like really, really co-sign that this team's on its way back up. Yeah, and for me, it's just win them. Just win them. Oh, I, I don't they don't have how. to look pretty. Yeah, don't have to how. look pretty. Don't have to be blowouts. Just make sure you win them. He's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. 888-957-9570. That's the phone number. If you want to weigh in on this one, we're going to hear from Steve Kerr coming up here. We're going to hear from James Wiseman coming up here as well. You're not going to want to miss what Steve Kerr had to say about James Wiseman's game, and he also addressed extending Stephen Curry's minutes. Uh, all of that coming up. Warriors wrap up as we'll keep it rolling here till about uh, 11.15 tonight on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
blasting down the lane. Goes up, rejected by Wiseman, not in my house. Damian Lee has it. Left his feet for no reason, threw the ball away. Portis comes back the other way. Portis with a low pass to the corner. Forbes with a catch, stops, gets it out to DiVincenzo in the corner. Pump fake, spins, traveled as Wiseman going out there to close out. Forces the turnover and gets a standing O from the Warriors bench. Nice block by Wiseman. And then a heck of a job firing out to the corner on that closeout. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, an active half both ways for James Wiseman in that first half. Mm-hmm. Wiseman uh, having a lot of fun out there tonight. Uh, he had an 11-10 and 10 double-double in the first half, finished 13-10, and 6-13 shooting, played 25 minutes, didn't finish tonight for the Warriors, but Steve Kerr made sure to get him that second run uh, in the first half, which I think uh, everybody was clamoring for, not only tonight, uh, given how well he started the game, but uh, given how well he played in Atlanta when he did not get that second burn in the first half uh, on Sunday night. Steve Kerr comments coming up momentarily, but first, uh, let's get to Eric and Milbray. Eric up here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's up, E? Uh, fellas, man, what a game that was! Uh, right down to the to the final, that huge block there by uh, Wiggins on Middleton. I was, uh, I was, uh, you know, on on nerves there, uh, thinking like you guys uh, when they were down ten with four minutes to go, they were losing. Luckily, we got to see why Curry is just so damn clutch. Another Curry Flaherty save. I think this was a big uh, type of game uh, defining win for them, uh, and that's why I'm still confident they're going to be a playoff team. As bad as the inconsistent they look. One thing the Warriors have shown consistently is beating teams at home, bad teams, but not let's let's be clear, they've also beaten some of the elite teams at home too. So that that backlog of schedules at home to end the season is why I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna end up uh, making the playoff season. And luckily they obviously they got a break here with Giannis being out, but still sometimes you, you get these breaks throughout the season with guys missing games. But they, the Warriors need to do what they get to done and they got it there. And I love to see uh, a guy like uh Wiggins making that type of play. I mean, his on-ball defense has been pretty solid through, throughout the season, and I love that to see Wiseman. Uh, that's a big confidence booster for him to get that type of game. I know it's been up and down for him, but he's showing he's showing bright lights, and I think this kid's going to be a baller as uh, going into the offseason and working out next year. But, guys, I think this was a huge win for them. And these two next games, I'm pretty confident, and I'm going to eat my words and say losing. I think these are two absolute lock wins. I don't think they're going to lose these games. I think that even if Curry... Uh, oh God, a knock on wood gets hurt. You still got to win these two next games. These are two well, as close to possible wins that you should have, and there's no doubt about it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate the call. Look, I, I'd be, uh, you know, the rat on the table there for me, I mean, you need to win those two games, period. I, I will say this. If the Warriors didn't have Curry against Washington, they still come in with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook and, and, and some other talented young players. They're, sure. They don't have a good record, and they're awful defensively. But without Steph Curry, they absolutely could beat the Warriors. And I'll even say this. They, they could beat the Warriors with Steph Curry if the Warriors don't come correct on Friday night after a couple of days off like and, and play well. Like, the Warriors, like, I'm not, I'm not getting ahead of our, ourselves here as far. Like, there are two games the Warriors should win, but you got to come out, especially in the first game against Washington, because they still have talent on that roster, some veteran talent, and and you got to show them that you're you're winning the game because you're the better team. You can't just show up and and expect that that it's just going to be an automatic win. That game in particular. 
Yeah, the Warriors would be out of pocket if they went into that game thinking that that's how it was going to go. And yeah, they they've had a a terrible year. I mean, they're seventeen and thirty two. And I think you know we, we've seen the Russell Westbrook as a teammate thing uh, where on. You know, it happened in Houston. I think it's happening here in Washington. They just don't have a lot of talent. And those guys don't look like they're having any fun out there, JD. No. I'll say this with the Dubs. I mean, even when they've been losing, and, and lately, obviously, it's it's been a little bit rougher. But for the most part this year, the vibe's been pretty good. And I. Think think, you know, a win like tonight is something that can certainly catapult you along. You know, the thing about Wiseman, I just want to circle back to him for a hot second. Um, I noticed that he was out there to start the fourth quarter as well. And he actually got a, you know, he actually got a bucket where he attacked the basket. Nice lay in, nice finish there. And I, I like to see that because that's what I was clamoring for on the pregame. Like, just give him, you know, give him minutes with the starters. Give him some minutes with that second unit. You know, they they specifically ran a little pick and roll. And, and then he ended up getting a bucket. Like, that was good to see. And I know, you know, he checked out when, when they brought in the, you know, the quote, the close. Um, but that's okay. You know, the, those days will be coming for James Wiseman. you got to crawl before you walk. And, and if he's trying to take some baby steps right now, it's been a couple in the right direction the last couple nights. He needs to play 25 minutes on games where he doesn't close. It needs to be more like 30 if he does close. Like, that, that's yeah, where I'm go. at. Like, you, yeah. even if you don't want to close, if even if you're Steve Kerr, you don't want to close because you want to go with the veterans and and and. You know, keep him out of that right now. He still needs to play twenty five minutes. So, and tonight he did that. He didn't close, but he still got twenty five minutes. He was really good in the first half, and it's one of many you know, uh, performances, whatever you know, aspects of this game that comes out in the wash to where you start to to maybe at least for a couple like for the next couple of days, the conversation around Wiseman's going to be positive, more positive than it's been in the last month. That's for sure. The conversation about uh, the Warriors, you know, maybe having a shot to get their act together and still make a, a, a run toward the, the playoffs, that's going to be as positive as, as it's been in probably a month over the course of the next couple of days. Why? Simply put, they were able to come out victorious tonight as opposed to losing. If, if, yeah. if the Bucks knock down a shot at the end, if, you know, Oubre doesn't get fouled or he misses one of the free throws and the game goes to overtime and the Bucks lose, then tonight's game, as well as the Warriors played in stretches, as great as Steph played, if it, it would have just got caught in the glut of everything that's been bad in these last 16 games. They had to figure out a way to win it, and now that propels them into the next couple of days with more positive juice. I mean, they needed positive juice. What were we talking about before the game? We're talking about, yeah, Ubre. Uh, you know, boy, it's it's really spiraling on him, and, and what's going on with Wiseman, and, you know, nobody on the bench can do anything. Well, tonight... You know, Bazemore had a nice game. Poole pitched in 10. Wiseman played well. Curry did his thing. And now the whole mojo of everything is just a lot better going into to Friday and a couple of days off here. And, and I'll, I'll even tell you another thing. This is a little mini swing. I know the Pelicans are right there, a game and a half back. Sacramento had a, has had a, a few bad losses in the last week. Just just wait a week, and they'll they'll be playing terrible again. I think I said that last week, but but wait wait until they're left for dead. If right after the Kings lose three or four more, then they'll win three or four more, and they'll, and they'll think they're in the race at some point. But uh, I, I want to use this just this quick example. The Kings played the Bucks a couple of nights ago without Giannis, and basically played the same game. They were they were down most of the second half by around ten points. Had a furious rally in the final minute, but the Bucks were just able to hold them off and won by one point. The Bucks, and that's that's the kind of swing. If if Sack had won that game and the Warriors had had lost tonight, we'd be talking about those two teams tied in Sacramento ahead of them and and the Pelicans right there too. And, and it just 
those two little swings, that's how fragile this thing is. But the big part for me, Covey, it gives the Warriors a reason to keep pushing forward. At some point, if they keep losing these games, had kept losing them, I just wonder if they would get a little bit into that for who, for what kind of syndrome. Yeah, well, and look, you can't afford to do that. I mean, because I don't really know who on this team is allowed to approach the final, whatever, 22 games like that. I mean, certainly Steph and Draymond, you know, I don't say their reputations, but certainly the reputation of where this team's at right now is on the line. So um, I, I don't think they could afford to do that. Andrew Wiggins, I mean, I guess you could see that, you know, because he's already had a solid enough year, but he strikes me as the kind of guy, you know, <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I just get the feeling Andrew Wiggins is going to show up and play the same game with the Warriors on it. Eight-game winning streak or an eight-game losing streak. He just kind of strikes me as that kind of cat. I mean, Ubre, he's still got free agency on the line here, so he's got a big payday. You know, there's at the end of this trip, and I hear at the end of the season. I mean, I hear what you're saying. You know, collectively, it's just it's harder and harder to get motivated the further you dip. But I just don't know who on this team uh, has any kind of, of maneuverability as far as you know tricking off the last twenty-something games because you're not getting success. Well, the answer is nobody does, but but that's kind of part of the problem. It's the fact that you've got guys that also, you know, some of them haven't done a lot of winning in their careers either. Wiggins, Ubre, uh, you know, Bazemore, really for the most part, like like, and not that he would be one of those guys, but to me, it's it's almost, you know, even Jordan Poole. It's like, you know, to me, you know, Steph and Draymond would be the ones that would have to hold that whole thing up. And as we've seen, once Draymond kind of thinks, you know, it ain't worth it, then then he's not exactly always the best example in those types of things. So it basically falls on Steph to kind of hold everybody up and keep everybody you know motivated. It's not that they have the ability to do it. it, it it's kind of the opposite. It's kind of the fact that these guys, the guys that haven't done anything in their careers, those are typically the kind of guys that will check out because they, they in many ways, don't know any better or have never really been about winning. So that that's the part, you know, it's those guys to me, uh, and maybe to a lesser extent Draymond, that need, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more worth fighting for. Let's get to Jules and Hercules here. Uh, Jules is up next. What's up, Jules? Hey, what up, J.D.? What up, Covey? What's up, baby? Uh, I just wanted to say really quickly, uh, Kerr did a good job on a minute tonight. It's like what you guys said. He gave him 25, but it wasn't where Wiseman had to play those crucial minutes. I feel like that's great for the development picture. And as far as the second unit, what do you guys think about running pull at the one instead of having him run with Nico? Because I noticed tonight it was just him just running the one and doing that pick and roll with Wiseman. So I feel like moving forward, as much as I like Nico, because I like watching him because he just looks good at dribbling, I just feel like he's not NBA-made yet. So do you guys he's not. think they need to make an adjustment to make sure Poole's the one that's running the one, the second unit? Yeah, yeah, and thanks for the call. And it, it's actually been that way in, yeah. in all of the games that Curry's played for about the last week and a half, and, and maybe even a little bit longer. I'd have to go back through, but so many of the non-Curry games are just like, it, they did, I, I try to omit them from my memory, some of these non-Curry games. So, uh, but, but the games where Curry's played, Mannion's basically been out of the rotation. And, and so yeah, I think that is one final thing I will say. You look at tonight, nine, nine guys played, and, it, and it, was, you know, it, it was the starters with Bazemore, Lee, Looney, and Poole. That's it. That's the rotation. For all the conversation about the rotation, tonight is the rotation. Bazemore and Lee, good or bad, they got to play for yeah, this team. They need him. Looney's yeah. got Looney's got to play. 
Poole's got to play because he's young, and Wiseman's got to play. And then Oubre and Curry, Wiggins and Draymond are going to be playing anyway. This is the nine, and it pretty much, barring any injury, needs to be this nine every night. This is the template. I actually wrote this down on my little on my car, one of my index cards that I write a bunch of notes <laughs> down. I actually wrote this is the this is the rotation. That is the rotation. That's the station ID, but it's okay. I thought that was your index card. I thought that was you slamming down your index card like, this is John Dickinson's index card on 95.7 The Game. Uh, But Go ahead. I I think, is that the cue for, I I think that's the cue where I go to the other index card and say, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. An Odyssey Sports Station. Apologies for interrupting you, Covey. No, you may good. proceed now that we've done the legal. There you go. No, we got to stay legal around here, big dog. Uh, no, but I, I think you're right. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Eric Pascal. You know, hopefully he can come back from this hip flexor. Yeah. I, uh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I want to. I want to see Pascal come back this year and end the season on a positive note. That's that's my wish. I, again, you know, I, I know a lot. Like a lot of wishes I have, uh, they tend to go by the wayside. But no, I, I. But you're right. I mean, look, these are the guys and. You're going to have to live with Kent Bazemore and you know some of the you know the the fouling and, and some of the you know defensive deficiencies you get from him. But nights like tonight when he knocks down threes and you know he was attacking the cup during stretches, like you, you'll take that kind of a game. And it was a good energy game from Bazemore, right? I mean, here's the thing. You know, when you th- start to think about this bench, JD, you can't quibble if you're Steve Kerr. Uh, you know, the, the bench isn't deep. We know that, and some of these guys they're not you know complete two way players. We t- I totally understand that, but you got to take the bitter with the Swede, and on the nights where they're going well, you know, maybe even ride them just a little bit more. I mean, Bazemore's, you know, playing 26 minutes, that's not going to happen all the time, but on a night like tonight where he's going good, you better you better believe Steve Kerr's going to ring that for everything that it's worth. Uh, even Damian Lee, you know, he's, he's having a hard time getting his shots, J.D. That's the thing that kind of concerns me a little bit about Damian Lee. I know we don't spend a lot of time talking about D. Lee, but early in the year I felt like he was getting a lot more looks, and he was, you know, he certainly had a more willingness to pull. Like, Jordan Poole's out there shot hunting, and I know that He's a, you know, Jordan Poole's a better creator than Damian Lee, but you would think in the flow of this offense, uh, he would get more open looks. I guess it's probably a product of him playing with the second unit so much, too. But does it surprise you how little, uh, you know, even field goal attempts that he's amassing right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't really noticed it. I mean, he is somebody that, that has to be open. Like, he's got it, like, shots have to be created for him for the most part. So I, I think he can get a little bit lost in the wash from from time to time, but I I put him in the same category as Baysmore. Like they just the Warriors don't have better alternatives at this point. Like no. and, and the one thing and the one thing I don't want to see is well Damian Lee struggled for three games. Now I'm going to go to Michael Mulder or Baysmore. You know, boy Baysmore. Kept fouling, and now I'm going to go to Mannion and 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 play Mannion and pool together again. It's like, look, if if you this is the template. Like I'm just telling, like yeah. if you want to go make a run, and I know Steve Kerr more than anybody has said he thinks this team's capable of that. Then the I've template, heard that. <laughs> at, at some point you have to you have to shorten it, and you have to pick your nine and stick with that nine, not for three or four games, but for twenty. And, oh, by the way, there's 21 games to go uh, now following uh, this ball game tonight. All right, sound from Steve Kerr coming up. Uh, but first, James in Richmond. James, you're up next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, James. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, you know, I remember you guys was really jamming Coach Kerr up a little while ago. And, you know, he really uh, he put, put Steph in 
early tonight, so I want you guys to give Coach Kerr some credit. We did. And then the other thing was, uh, yeah, okay. And then the other thing was, um, you know, we got Jeremy Lin down there in the G League, and I'm wondering why Mannion came up before Jeremy Lin with all that experience and stuff like that. I mean, you know, maybe Jeremy Lin can actually help with the rotation, you know, where Mannion's not even going to see any more time as long as um, Curry's healthy, right? Yeah, thanks for the call, James. The, the difference is Nico Mannion's already on a two-way contract, which allows him to just to basically be with the Warriors the, the rest of the season. Jeremy Lin is not currently on the roster, uh, on the Golden State Warriors roster. Uh, so he would have to be signed, and, and basically anybody could sign him. Like Jeremy Lin could sign with any team in the NBA he wants uh, now that the G League season is over. So uh, he could he would have to be signed to one of the two open roster spots that the Warriors have. Uh, I don't think the Warriors are looking to do that at this point in time. And again, if you're going to bring Jeremy Lin in, you're going to bring Jeremy Lin in to play. Uh, unless there is some kind of an injury. So at this point, it, it's just going to be Jordan Poole. And if Jordan Poole can't play, maybe Michael Mulder gets his minutes, and I'm talking due to injury, or maybe right. Nico Mannion gets some of his minutes. I think the Warriors would go with uh, with who's on the roster. I, I will. I do want to get to uh, some Steve Kerr here before we call it a night. 888-957-9570. One point that James brought up. Uh, hits right to this first Steve Kirk cut. We'll also hear from James Wiseman. Uh, we did, Covey, as you pointed out, yeah. give Steve Kerr a lot of credit for extending Steph the extra couple of minutes, brought him back in with 8.09 to go, and the Warriors down 8. Uh, here's what Steve Kerr had to say about how all of that played out. Yeah, Steph and I had talked earlier in the game about you know extending his minutes a little bit. You know, we got two days off, and uh, he's really feeling much better. I know there was a one play where he fell and he was writhing in pain. But uh, the last two days, he has felt much, much better with the tailbone. So we didn't mind extending the minutes tonight, given that he's got the rest coming and that he's doing better. And uh, I thought he was just phenomenal. I mean, Drew Holiday's one of the best defensive guards in the league, and I thought Drew did a great job on Steph all night, just pressuring him, using his strength and, and physicality. And Steph still you know, goes out there, and it's 41. Pretty, pretty impressive game. Amazing. Yeah, because that's what Steph does, but uh, Steph feeling better. That's the one big takeaway there. And then the two days off before the next game, if the Warriors were playing tomorrow or, hell, maybe if the Warriors were even playing Thursday, maybe Steve Kerr doesn't chase that one. But regardless, he read the room. He read the schedule. He talked to Steph. I think Steph probably said, hey, coach, Let's let's extend this a little bit, at least for a short stretch. We've got a shot at saving our season. Yeah, and that's what it was. I mean, you know, I, I know Steve Kerr. I, you, I think you said this on the pregame. He, he's not interested in coaching. You know, this these games in the regular season, like playoff games, nor should he. But you. Playoff games are urgent, right? There's a sense of urgency. And right now, this basketball team has a sense of urgency because there is finality in all this if you continue to lose, like your season is over. So um, I, I think this was one of those games where he felt like, hey, look, it's a high-profile matchup. Steph's coming around. He's starting to feel a little better. This team, J.D., just needed 
the lift, right? I mean, we've all had moments like that where you're down, you're in a rut, you can't catch a break, right? And then something goes your way, the tide starts to turn, and all of a sudden the glass is half full again, and all the little things that were bothering you before, maybe not so much, and you're starting to see the, the positive side of things. It's just one win, especially against a high-profile opposition like the Milwaukee Bucks, who are a damn good basketball team. That could be one of those things. So I think Steve Kerr saw this as one of those, you know, pivot points of the season, right? This was a big outpost, and it was a big checkpoint for the Dubs. And to get through this on the right side uh, could propel them to this next stretch of game. So I think it's reasonable. I'll say this, though. Had Steph not been dealing with the tailbone injury, the idea that you can't play Steph Curry two more minutes unless he's got like a day or two off, like that's just it's hard for me to rationalize that. And I understand you got to play the long game and look at the big picture, and it's not about just the two minutes of basketball. But I mean, Steph Curry's a professional athlete in phenomenal shape. Like the idea of him playing two more minutes in an NBA game, one way or another, it just I don't I don't see how that affects his long term sustainability. I don't care if the Warriors are playing a game tomorrow morning, let alone Friday night. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of Warrior fans would, would agree w- w- with your stance on that. But Steve Kerr believes in you know the extra minutes. One, you want him to be fresh. I think Steve Kerr likes having him play five to six minutes you know, with a good rest that he's most effective in those six minutes because he has the rest. I think that's part of it. And I also think it's just the accumulation of high-stress uh, minutes, a lot like the accumulation of high stress innings, maybe for a pitcher that's trying to get out of a lot of jams. You know, fourth quarter minutes, close game minutes, those are more high stress minutes that I think can take a toll uh, later on down the line. Uh, let's hear from Steve Kerr about the other big takeaway from tonight, uh, which was James Wiseman's game. Uh, and Steve Kerr addressed Wiseman's game, and then uh, Steve Kerr also had a little bit of snark for the yeah. media. Oh yeah, we, I forgot we have to do the James Wiseman uh, report card, the the daily James Wiseman report card. So I, I thought he was great. You know, he really played with energy. He sprinted into ball screens. He uh, he really dove hard to the rim to put pressure on the defense, and uh, you know rebounded well. So he, he gets a he gets an A for, on the uh, James Wiseman report card from his coach. And then let's uh, make sure we all talk about this tomorrow and redo the report card tomorrow and the following day as well. Yeah, and you know what, Steve, you're right. We're gonna. In fact, we're even waiting until tomorrow. We're gonna talk about it tonight, and we're gonna talk about it tomorrow, and we're probably gonna talk about it Thursday, and we're probably gonna talk about it before the game Friday. Absolutely, that's part of the deal. And I know Steve Kerr knows it, and he was you know, having some fun there with, with a little bit of a, a message. That's exactly what we're going to do. And, 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 and the reason we're going to do it is because when this team doesn't win with regularity, he becomes the focal point even more. So if Steph's not playing and you're not winning, then you go down the list and it's like, well, what's interesting about this basketball team if Steph's not playing and you're not winning? Uh, the number two pick in the draft. So – uh, we've got uh, probably, oh, I don't know, about 45 more days minimum of James Wiseman report cards. So, uh, you know, uh, tip of the cap to you. It's all in good fun, Steve, but you damn right we're going to keep doing it. Here, here.
co-signed everything you just said 110%. Couldn't have said it better myself. It is part of the deal. That is what we do. He's the number two pick, for God's sake. Of course we're going to talk about him. And let's face it, like, there's plenty of things to talk about. And you know what? Like, let's not skew negative. I mean, look, it's a good night. Yeah. It's a great night. They beat good. the Bucks. Yeah, like, what, you know what, Coach? Uh, and and I, I don't I, – it kind of bothered me, too, that he said tomorrow. I mean, obviously, when he drives home, he's listening to Warriors wrap-up. So that's a little bit tough to swallow, Coach, for driving home right now. Um, I still love you, though. But, no, I mean, it, that's part of the deal. And, yeah, James Wiseman played terrific tonight. We played damn good, okay? And, he, and this is a couple of games now where he's headed in the right direction. So I'm glad that he got an A on his report card. Uh, and, yeah, we will talk about it. And the good news is it's going to be positive conversation tonight, tomorrow, and maybe even the next day. Who knows? Maybe even Friday on the pregame show we'll, we'll talk positive as well. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, it, it's just – it's just being honest. I mean, it's the number. He's the number two pick in the draft. He did play well. He did run the floor hard tonight. He did dart to the basket off of screens. He 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 did play with an energy that that he hasn't had. I mean, those are all good things, and those are things that hell, I I I I'd be thrilled to have that talked about for the next three days, given the way that the last three weeks. Really, the last eight weeks have gone. So yep. no, I, I and and you know what? If he can string together more games like tonight, you know that's the one thing that tonight, big picture, uh, and we'll hear from Wiseman here in, in just a second. That that's the one thing, big picture, that tonight does is tonight. T- tonight shows you that there's still enough time left in the season to where our take on the on all of it could be dramatically different over the course of these next six weeks. And I said that on Warriors Live. Hey, if Wiseman plays well, we might be we might be forgetting about March because now it's going to be offseason and summer league and training camp. And, man, he's going to make another jump between now and December and then another jump in between December and a year from now. You know, that's a, that's a positive thing. You, you want that if you're the Warriors. Yeah, they matter of fact, they need it if this team is uh is going to, you know, get back to some semblance of a contender in the Western Conference, they desperately need that. So, um, you know, it it's until we can say definitively who James Wiseman is as a pro and look, I'm I'm not saying that we're we're going to have any of those answers in the next, you know, couple of weeks, you know, in the re- remainder of this season or maybe even next season, but look, it's it's part of the deal, man, and you know, until we can say definitively that James Wiseman is the real deal and he's going to be, you know, a, a an all-star caliber center in the league, or we could say, yeah, that was a real reach with the number two pick, and this dude's a bust. Basically, as long as he's wearing a Golden State Warriors uniform, we're going to talk about him. Well, and, and the good part, too, tonight, and, and this sets up the cut, was was Wiseman looked like he was enjoying himself on the floor, which is point. something that also becomes a, a, a part of the conversation, fair or unfair, when he doesn't play well. Uh, so Wiseman was asked uh, by Monty Poole of NBC Sports Bay Area, uh, about the fun he was having in that first half. Man, that was fun as hell. Excuse my language, but it was it was fun. I was super excited, and I was just ready to go out there and just play hard and just have that focus and just have that swagger. So I was most definitely having fun. So there you go. That that's a that is a win. The Warriors got the win. James Wiseman got a win, and James Wiseman was having so much fun that that he pulled a Draymond in the post game press conference. Man, just had to get bleeped. Is that Wiseman's first had to get bleeped? 
I think so. I know Ubre's had a couple earlier in the year. I know Draymond, you know, kind of does his thing around that, but I think they have a little fun with that. I think they probably, maybe even somebody dared him. Like, oh no, you won't swear in the press game, in the post game press. He's like, oh no, I will. Uh, but no, it's all good. Um, certainly good vibes for him tonight. Look, can I ask you quick? Cause I know we're going to wrap up in a minute. I want to ask you. I felt like Steph was just getting hacked all over the place. Now, now, you know me, I'm not one to complain about officiating too much. Like, I think by and large, the officials do a good job and people make way too much of that. But I, I mean, Steph, it's in the Chase Center, like, he's getting freaking clobbered. He's getting bludgeoned. Uh, and, and he's not getting calls. It's like, it's, Steph Curry has to, like, plead his case. And I'm watching, you know, the Warriors, they get called for every ticky-tack foul under the sun. Meanwhile, Steph's putting the ball on the floor and taking it to the dish. He's getting banged around. He can't get a call in his own crib. I didn't notice it tonight. And I'm not trying to be contrarian. No, I'm not trying. I just, I, I didn't notice it. I, I, I do think there is probably, there is something to his style of play compared to the other some of the other players that do get a lot of free throws where they t- they tend to be viewed as players that put their head down and drive more. I think Steph this year has, has driven a lot to the basket, and I think you're right. He probably has – but there have been more games where Steph would get to the line. I mean, even tonight, he got to the line nine times tonight. I mean, that's a good chunk of free throws. I mean, I – you know, and I, and I get it. You're saying – you know, maybe you're – his nine or 14 for somebody else or, or Yeah, 15. that's it. Yeah. But – but he he's had more nights this year, it seems like. I'd have to go back and really look at the numbers. But it seems like he's had more nights this year where he's actually been in that 8 to 10 or 10-plus 10 range than he has in, in, in previous years. But I, I think that, that's an interesting point. I know that's something that's always uh, on the on the minds of you know not only the Warriors fan base, but I think some of the Warriors organization you know, raised that question uh, pretty frequently. Uh, before we hear from Steph Curry, and then we'll call it a night, we do need to get to our uh, exergen Who's hot and who's not, which is sponsored by Exergen because accuracy matters. Covey, I'm going to let you throw whoever you want into the hopper for who's hot. Man, you know what? I mean, the Steph would be the easy play, but let's let's show some love for James Wiseman tonight. Got the double dubs. He's going in and out, right? Uh, animal style. 6-13 from the floor. 13 points. 10 boards. Three of them on the offensive side of things, too. Blocked a shot. A couple of dimes in there for Wise. Ran the floor pretty well tonight. So um, I'm going James Wiseman. Like, Steph Curry deserves it without question, but let's give a little love to Wiseman tonight. All right, so James Wiseman, who's hot, who's not, has to be Andrew Wiggins. But this is a night where you don't mind being who's not because you come up with the game-saving block in the closing seconds on a night where you're 4 for 15 and 1 of 8 from 3. And I, I you know what? I'm going to give Fitz the nod for the 1 of 8. Like, I'm going to give him a little hat tip for, for – I, I don't like using the jinx word, but I'm going <laughs> to – because he, he was making such a big deal of, Andrew Wiggins is shooting the same percentages as Stephen Curry, and then he goes 4 for 15 and 1 of 8 from 3. Like, don't – don't let, let's let's – pump the brakes on that a little bit. <laughs> uh, can uh, I say uh, one uh, thing yeah. about Wiseman, though, about who's hot real quick? Sure. 25 yeah. minutes, no fouls tonight. I forgot to point that out. Nary a foul yeah. for James Wiseman. That's a huge, huge step for him. No, that that is a great step, uh, and, and the Warriors did a better job overall. I know that's something that's obviously been a, a focal point for them. So, yeah, uh, Wiggins, who's not, but uh, you know, you could maybe give him an honorary uh, who you know an honorary nod for the block that, that winds up saving the game. That's sponsored by Exergen because accuracy matters. I wanted to play this one Steph Curry cut before we get out. Uh, the best Curry cut of the night. Uh, he was asked about 
being extended those extra couple of minutes. He played just under 38 on the night, uh, and here's what he had to say about uh, if he felt that was something that needed to happen in this one. I don't even qualify like that. I think it's I, I was feeling good in terms of the injury and all that and you know everything else knowing the schedule the two days off you know after tonight so I think we took all that into account but it's all based on I mean I feel good pretty much every game so I feel like I can play more but you know obviously considering where we are right now and the way the game was shaping out it was winning time and thankfully it worked out so I don't know what that looks like on the season when I play a couple extra minutes what our record is but it was necessary tonight. (laughs) <laughs> it was necessary tonight. There you go, Steph. Don't dance around it. It was necessary there tonight. The la- the last four words. That w- that's that's what hit that's what hits home. Yeah, I love the four words. It was winning time. I, I absolutely. And uh, you know, he, he deserves the right to tell Steve Kerr when he wants to go back into the basketball game. I'm sorry. Like he should have it like that. Le- LeBron James has been telling any coach he's had in the NBA for the better part of two decades when he wants to come in and out of basketball games. Steph Curry, I, and I know Steph Curry. The the reason that his rotation is handled the way it is, as far as when he plays, when he comes out, that that is Steph's wishes. But I I think you know Steph should. Have have basic autonomy around that kind of stuff with Steve Kerr. I know you got to protect player from himself, and, and you know because I'm sure Steph would probably play more minutes if he had his druthers like 100. percent But by and large, a night like tonight, if Steph says, "Hey, coach, I'm ready to give you a couple extra minutes. You need a win. It's a quality basketball team. Go ahead and let 30 uh, go out there and play a couple extra minutes." Yeah, and and Steph, the the unselfish superstar uh, to the hilt, right there. Uh, you know, not you know, he's listening to Coach Curry. Yeah, you know, it, it was necessary tonight, but he's listening to Coach Curry. You know, we decided. Uh, you know, tonight was a night to do it. He wasn't pulling a, the old Latrell Sprewell. Do you remember that? Do you remember the Latrell Sprewell story? I won't. I won't. I'll make it quick. Uh, Steiny tells it all, all. Has told it at a few different times. So the Warriors are playing in San Jose, the one year at at, at the Shark Tank, I right? That. When, when Oracle was getting renovated. So I guess the story goes: Sprewell and Rick Allen was coaching the the Warriors. So Sprewell was driving to the game, and he, you know, obviously you're you're going to a different place from where you live, and he so he's driving down. Uh, I, I think 101. It was how he was getting to the Shark Tank South, and he wound up basically. Or he wound up on 101 from 680 because he had gone too far, and he saw a sign that said Los Angeles, and he realized, oh wait, I've 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 gone way too far, you know, the wrong direction, or I'm on the wrong freeway, and so he wound up late for tip off, and so everybody was, where's Spree? Where's Spree? And so Spreewell corrects himself, you know, gets back on the freeway, gets to the Shark Tank, the game has started. He gets dressed, runs out to the bench, and doesn't even sit on the bench. He runs right to the scores table with about six minutes to go in the first quarter and checks himself into the game. <laughs> Didn't even check that, in with the skipper. Yeah, that's, that, that's a and, very spree thing, yeah. And and Rick Adelman looked at one of the assistant coaches at the time as Steiny tells the story and said, did, did you tell him to go in? And the assistant coach said, no, I didn't tell him to go in, so he went and so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't even stop at the table after he was 
so late that he missed the opening tip-off. So, anyway, that will – Go ahead. Final thought yeah, to you on funny. that note. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember I went to a game at the tank that year, and, and it's funny. As you were talking, I pulled out the box score. It was Warriors-Vancouver Grizzlies, and uh, the Warriors actually put it on them that night. I remember going and watching Big Country uh, for <laughs> Vancouver. But, uh, yeah, the Dubs, the Dubs handled their business that night. Uh, it was a, uh, I think it was a big night for Joe Smith. Spree had 33. Joe Smith went out for 30. Yeah, nice, uh, nice double-double for Chris Mullen as well, though. So, yeah, I remember that year at the Sharks tank man absolutely <laughs> yeah so anyway good story steph's not doing that steph's not showing up and, and just checking himself in <laughs> that's so although awesome, he could though. if anybody yeah. could he could yeah that is a great story he would story. never be late though he would never be late no. like that because steph steph doesn't roll like that no absolutely not uh but we are running a little bit late tonight so we're going to call it a night uh good stuff as always man great to be back with you after uh, having yesterday off and we're back tomorrow seven o'clock for the final word looking forward to it brother Lock and load, baby. All right, uh, that'll do it for Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling. Thanks to Bobby Spang. Thanks to Ryan Mauser. We're back tomorrow. Final word, 7 o'clock, right here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, Warriors get the big win tonight, 122-121. to You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game.